What's up, Lemonheads? Welcome to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. I'm Crystal, and again, I'm riding solo, kind of, kind of, because today I have a really special treat for you guys. Joining us is the all-knowing, I, I think he's all-knowing of things coaching CSRs, but is Brigham Dickinson, the president of Power Selling Pros and the author of a new book that I have learned a little bit about that I'm so excited about. Um, but I just cannot wait to dive into a wisdom about call centers and call training and ways that you can really um, I'm going to steal his own words, turn your call center into a profit center. Let's deep dive into this. It's going to be great. Let's sip some lemonade. <laughs> Lemonheads, believe it or not, I had a lemonhead this morning. Did you? Yeah, I was driving from Cedar City to Hurricane. I don't know if you know anything about Utah, but it's a bunch of small towns. Okay. In Southern Utah. And uh, I keep lemonheads in the side of just in my, in, in my car um, to keep me awake. Just Yeah, just a little little zip. Yeah. Well, if there's something going on, right? <laughs> if I've got something going on while I'm driving, I can stay awake. I can stay alert. It's yeah. a good thing, too. There's a couple of diesels that are having a little bit of fun right in front of me. <laughs> keeping, yeah, keeping you engaged and like open enough to make executive decisions quickly. Yeah. I hear you. Well, my kids laugh because they like the, the, the um, smooth lemon heads. They don't want the like gritty lemon heads. I like the gritty ones, but they'll, they'll make your mouth raw. Um, so, but that's right. But, if, but, if you have them more than a few, it absolutely does. But you know what? That's part of the fun. Right? That is exactly part whatever of the fun. That's keeps what you awake. Whatever that's right. Keeps you awake. There's that's one, right. I, I was going 95 miles an hour and I passed a cop and the cop, all he did was, uh, flip on his lights. Like, oh, Hey, Hey, you're slow speeding. down. But yeah. he didn't, he didn't want to be bothered with having to pull me over. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just yeah. wanted. Well, is it cold? Lights. Uh, yeah, a little cold outside. Yeah, yeah so he don't want to get. Outside. So I come from a lot. Like my husband used to be law enforcement. My brother-in-law used to be law enforcement. And, you know, that's called inclement weather. And we're not getting out in inclement weather if they can help it. So, <laughs> But listeners, I know a lot of you know who Brigham is. And I was a Service Nation Alliance um I still am. I love Service Nation Alliance. I love that best practice group for contractors. And I actually met Brigham the first time at one of those events. And I've seen you speak. And uh, people say, oh, Crystal, you're so passionate about marketing. I think Brigham brings that same level, if not more that level, a level of intensity around CSRs and the power for customer, your customer service reps, how important that role is to the overall success of the customer journey. Um, love you guys. And we actually, I have personal, um, ties to power selling pros. My brother's company, I talk about a lot on this show. Um, McWilliams utilizes all your services, has used them for years. And it's an integral part of our training for our CSRs, ongoing training and initial training. And so I know that you have lots of cool things. Also, it, I will say this because you complimented me on this. Like, oh, let me see. knows what they're doing. One of my most memorable things from the first trade show that I experienced was these guys walking around dressed as coaches. Like literal, like 1980s athletic coaches with the tall socks. And they threw me a orange stress ball like across an expo center. Like heads up and they threw it and I caught it and I was like, who are these people? <laughs> but it, it was, I love that disruptive brand style stuff. So um, I love it. So Brigham, I know you and I got to catch up a little bit at a Service Titan event. You shared with me that you had written a new book. So before we jump real deep into the CSR stuff, I want to hear a little bit about the new book. Yeah. So the, the book's called Something to Give. And uh, I've been working on it for two and a half years. And the reason why is because I kept 
finding contractors working in their business and not on it. Mm. And um, I have a few businesses of my own. I've got a post-workout recovery company. So as soon as you're done with the workout, you can go in and get worked on, whether it's uh, scraping, cupping, uh, massaging certain areas where you're sore, uh, stretching you out. We've got hot tubs and cold tubs. We've got compression boots and uh, mm. the works. You can come in anytime you want. I've got two locations here in Utah, one in Pleasant Grove and one in Draper. And um, it's a business that runs by itself. As you can see, I'm never there except when I'm getting worked on. <laughs> yeah. Taking <laughs> and, advantage of your own services. Yes. Right. Right. And so, um, in fact, that was in part the reason why I, I did it is because I was, uh, I do a lot of Spartan races. It's, um, it's, um, it's basically a, a trail race with uh, lots of, a lot of obstacles. It's an obstacle course race. Um, and uh, it's super enjoyable, but I'm 47 years old. So I, I need something that will keep me, um, on, on the trails, right. Running and, mm-hmm. and, and doing what I do. It's kind of my therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started, I started that and, and, uh, it kind of, kind of blossomed here in Utah. It's been, it's been super Good. fun. I've got a night answering service as well as, um, uh, power slam pros. So we, uh, we, uh, have a, a company that answers phones at night and on the weekends for companies. And then of course we have a, a coaching company called power slam pros and, and the objective is for them all to run by themselves. And so once I learned how to do it, obviously the first thing I wanted to do was teach my friends um, in my industry um, how, how to do the same thing, how to get out of their business. I mean, you go to events all the time and people say, oh my gosh, you guys, you're going to need to start working on your business and not in it. Well, what does that mean? And how do you even do that? How? Yeah. How? Please tell me how to do that. And and uh, so I just wrote out step by step um, through the eight Ps how to how to um, get um, out of your business and start working on it and get it running by itself. Not just gain um, gain uh, some financial freedom. I mean, you can do that and still work in your business, but also some freedom over your time. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I'd love, I'd like nothing more than to hear business owners say, hey, I'm, I'm out golfing. Love it. I'm in Hawaii. Fantastic. Right? Um, doing not being, other than just not work. being chained to their business. So, you know, I, I hear that a lot of times, like I want to uh, stop working in my business and work on my business, you know, and there's, you have to get there, right? So a lot of us have to start in our business to eventually get working on the business. Um, but I want contractors to enjoy their work again when yeah. they do have to work, you know, and, and right now I think a lot of contractors, um, especially I felt like the first quarter of this year was a challenge. Um, and I felt like everybody was taking, like, just taking it on the chin, just uh, with price increases. And then, you know, we people, the demand was low. The weather was mild. I mean, all the little sucker punches were coming. And um, whether you're political or not, you know, there was just a change in our political climate. And, you know, money became an issue. It just, it, things changed. And I just saw, like, literally, and we had clients call us and say, Limited has just given me so much, like, hope again in my business. And I mean, I, I live for that. Uh, so I completely understand, like just wanting to empower contractors to take control of their lives in general and just enjoy what they do again. And so I, I love that. Well, I know that um, part of it is like these eight P's of leadership. So um, tell me, like, I know there's probably been a time, like, what do you, what was your biggest struggle in leadership that you kind of had to work on and maybe overcome with all, with any of these businesses that you've got? Trusting that other people can do it as well as I can do it, if not better. Oh, amen. <laughs> Delegation, <laughs> letting go. Yeah, we, it's, it's a funny thing. We, 
we've given ourselves so much. When we mess up, right? If it's just you in the business and you mess up, yeah, darn it, messed up. What are you going to do? You going to quit? No. Right. You're not going to quit. You're going to go for it. You're going to work harder. Um, you're going to learn from, from your mistake and, and, and get better for it. Right? I, can, I can remember when I first started, I had uh, friends call me uh, when I first started Power Sling Pros and I wasn't making any money. Um, I, in fact, I had one uh, family member call me up. You know family members. They're supposed oh, to be yeah, so yeah. supportive. <laughs> wonderful. Yes. So this family member calls me up and, and, and she asks, how long do you intend to do this without a paycheck? You know you have four kids. Oh, I have four kids? What do you what? say? <laughs> I had no yeah. idea. Like, yeah. Wow. And, and I just said, you know, um, I just feel like it's right. I feel mm-hmm. like it's right. And I feel if I, if I can just stick to it long enough that it's going to provide dividends. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I, I remember exactly where I was driving. I was driving to Tom Robichaud's Precision Plumbing and Heating in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, I was providing um, a CSR training. He was planning to pay me. He just didn't pay me yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, there we go. <laughs> he was going to check it out. He's going to experience it, right? Um, he didn't know me from Adam. And, and so um, I, I, I showed up, provided great training, and he paid me. And, and of course, I didn't call my family member back to say, ha, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I just, you know, went on my merry way going, okay, I can do this, right? We can make this, make this thing happen. And so well, I gave myself all this grace to learn all this stuff. And look, the, what I did back then compared to what we do now, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So comparing elementary to a college education, you know what I mean? Yeah. What we do today is, is awesome. But uh, back then, I was still learning it all. And so I, I gave myself a lot of grace. We should have the ability, the patience to give our team the same amount of grace. And so um, freedom to fail um, is, is extremely, extremely important uh, while, while you're helping others learn what you do. I mean, see, in the beginning, I was doing all the call listening, all the coaching, um, and, and all the, the selling, right? And then my mm-hmm. brother uh, came in and started working with us, and he started monitoring calls. And listen to calls, saving certain calls for coaching purposes. And then Barry Gates came in. He's been with me since the beginning. And uh, he started listening to my coaching sessions. And then he began to coach. And then I'd focus on, on sales. And then Barry would do coaching. And then Nathan would do the monitoring. And crazy thing, we started growing, right? I needed people in order to grow. Mm-hmm. I needed for them to take on certain responsibilities. And so what I like to do when I sit down with the business owner and I could tell he needs help. Is I'd like to have him write down everything on a sticky. Just write everything on a sticky that you do. So per task you do, that's one sticky, right? Write that one task on a sticky and then put it on your office wall. Let it just hang there and annoy you every day. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So you might have 20, 30 stickies on that wall. And so your objective is to sit down with your employees, your existing employees, and talk to them, dream with them a little bit. Where do you see yourself in two years, three years, so on and so forth? And um, you've got, obviously, those stickies on the wall as you're talking to them. And then let them dream with you. Talk about what's possible, what they want to do, how they want to do it. And, and then methodically, your objective is to slowly but surely take those stickies off the wall. And... Um, my goal would be for you to have one, one sticky that you have. Now, the reason why I say one is because if I say three, it's usually five. 
So I'm saying one because I'm pretty sure we're going to end up with three. In other words, if you have three responsibilities as a business owner that you want to maintain because you enjoy it, because it's fun, Mm -hmm. because it's the Mm -hmm. thing you like to do, those are the three you keep. Everything else you're going to give to your team because guess what? They need it. They're ambitious. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to do something with their lives. They want more responsibility. They want to grow things. It's in their DNA. You just got to give them the right opportunity. And you've got to give them the freedom to fail to do it. And so that's what the book, that's what the book essentially walks you through and, and, and teaches you how to do. Well, I love that. You know, one of the things that I struggle with as a leader is I'm almost too empathetic. So, um, you know, one of the, the things that really caught, caught my attention early on in my career was I refuse to not give people the benefit of the doubt at the beginning until they prove me wrong. Because I would rather give people the benefit of the doubt than start off with a jaded mindset. And so, but now, and 50% of the time, (laughs) you don't win that, you know, uh, it it ends up being not, doesn't always work out the best, but I refuse to let it jade me from giving people the opportunity to be successful. Um, And, you know, some people have just made some bad decisions or, or anything like that. So that was one thing that as a leader, I really had to overcome. Um, and then also understanding that I don't have to be the best at every job here. I just need to best be the best at empowering my team to do the, to be the best people that they can be. And so I, I love I love leadership books, number one. Um, and so I'm sure that something to give is is a is an amazing book about um, leading by example and and you know, kind of coaching your team to be successful on their own. So um, I adore that. So thank you for sharing that with us. I know that that's going to be um, powerful. As a matter of fact, when we promote this, Rachel, we should um, give one of those books away to uh, one of our listeners and I'll buy one and, and send it away. Maybe I'll sneak a little autograph because uh, Brigham's going to be coming to my conference, hopefully at the end of January. So I'll sneak an autograph copy to send to one of the listeners. And so, Let's All right, work. let's jump into this call center thing. Um, so I know like right now, contractors are like, oh, well, uh, here's a good example. So I really feel like the expectations on CSRs needs to be high. And the yeah. main reason is as things like Service Titans Marketing Pro programs, or you're getting cool things like Chirp, as those things are growing, so are the need for good information brought into the software. So not only do they have to be really good on the phone with their phone voice, as I say, their uh, turn on the charm and, and the empathy and things that you guys coach, but also now like the importance of the data collection that we're doing is skyrocketing. Yeah. Yeah. The technology is amazing and you want to make sure that it's your servant and not, and, and, and not allow it to become the master. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that is that you have companies such as service Titan that are toying with the idea of, of, of letting technology uh, take over the responsibility or the job of, of a CSR. And the only way that's going to happen is if a CSR isn't doing their job. Because you can program AI to do whatever you want it to do, but that's just it. It'll do what it's programmed to do. It'll provide the expected to the consumer. Now, the minute the consumer receives what they expect, um, is also the minute where you are kind of being compared on an apples to apples comparison. Mm-hmm. And on an apples to apples comparison, the lowest price wins. That's the Amazon model. The thing about the Amazon model is, is that's not how our industry has been built. It's certainly not how we've been getting all the attention we've been getting over the last five years. 
The reason why we've been getting all the attention that we've been getting is because our margins are awesome. All right. Our experience with the customers is great. It's more the Chick-fil-A model. Mm-hmm. Now the Chick-fil-A model is to do the unexpected, to create wow experience, uh, wow experiences with the customer one-on-one. And so when it comes to AI, we want to use it as the servant, but not the master. The minute it becomes the master is the minute the consumer begins to expect the type of service it's going to get or they're going to get. And when they begin to get only what they expect, then the price will gradually go down. It's the Amazon model. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's speed and quick and easy and simple. Um, but the Chick-fil-A model is the uh, complete opposite of that. Right. In fact, they've doubled down when, when times are hard, especially when the economy is not great right now. Right. They've doubled down. How do I mean by that? Well, they've, they've, or what do I mean by that? They've got people who stand not just outside, but they also have somebody right outside the window who's actually handling you your food, your, your food. Right. They're handing you your food. Of course, they're using your name. It's mm-hmm. an amazing experience and it continues to get better. That's right. right? Now you're waiting just like everybody else for that food and you're paying three times as much as you would McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But the experience is good enough that you're willing to wait. You're willing to pay more and, and go back repeatedly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate you bringing that up because they go out, they go back often and, and funny thing, consumers are happy. Employees are happy. Um, they feel good serving other people. This, this is where our industry is at right now. And the one thing we cannot lose, lose the one thing we have to protect more than anything, in my opinion, is to make sure that the CSR is armed with the tools they need to to provide the unexpected. The only thing the AI cannot do is the unexpected. It's not programmed to do the unexpected. Hmm. And so a CSR has to take it to a whole new level. Now, um, with CSRs, what I'd like to to say to them is, guys, tell me who you think the greatest salesman in the world is. And side note, who do you think the greatest salesman in the world is? I mean, I feel like ourselves a lot of times are like, I mean, when I believe in something, I feel like I can sell something pretty easily. Yes. And you're totally right. And I appreciate that opinion, right? If you're passionate about what but, you do, yeah, you're going to be phenomenal at it. And, and that's, that actually helps me. The, what I was getting at is, <laughs> what I was getting at is uh, Sam I am. Oh, Yeah. Sam, I am in green eggs and ham. And why is he so good at selling green eggs and ham? I mean, come on, it's green eggs and ham. Yeah. The reason why he's so good at selling green eggs and ham is because he's, he believes in it. He has the right mindset. He believes in green eggs and ham. He knows that this customer is going to like it if he just tries it. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, this guy, this, look, this, this, uh, this customer of Sam, I am, I mean, look at him. I mean, <laughs> look at him. That's Sam I am. <laughs> That's Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. He hates him. Yep. Right? He hates him. But by the time he's done, and, and, and side note, he goes through 70 objections and 15 closes. Oh. Well. 70 objections and 15 closes later, he, this customer is loving Sam I am. Loving him. Okay? And the reason why, and not only is he loving him, he loves green eggs and ham. Okay? He mm. loves the product as well. So... So the reason why I bring this up is, is that a CSR with the right training, with the right coaching, right mindset. See, Sam I am has the right mindset. And he has the right process. They're going to they're gonna perform at an extremely high level. They're going to do the unexpected. 
when, it, when they notice something about a customer. They're going to be super positive. They're going to be super confident. They're going to have great listening skills. They're going to be super empathetic. They're going to reassure the customer that they've called the right place. They're going to ask the right questions. They're going to create value, unique value, based on what the customer's needs are. And they're going to be grateful. And when they do that, they're going to win moment after moment after mm-hmm. moment. So um, you want to have AI be the servant and not the master. And so I guess that's I love the long, that. the long well, answer to your short question. No, no, I love that because here's why, right? So contractors that have no business messing with AI because it feels so innovative, and it is, but because it feels so new and innovative and that I'm being left behind by not using it, I tend to over-implement it and implement it too early and my other systems are not up to par. So if you're running a super innovative business in general, then AI is not going to be that disruptive. It's going to be probably complimentary. But a lot of us are not running these super innovative um, softwares and things like that. We have a good solid business. It doesn't mean that we need to totally disrupt our flow with AI. So should you start looking at things? Absolutely. Like I always have my eyes open to new things that are out and about, but you don't, I, I just don't like contractors feeling like they need to change their whole game plan around the newest thing on the market. Again, marketers, I'd be off in the middle of AI right now. Like, what can it do and how can it help me? But the key word is help me, not replace me. Mm-hmm. Because we have got to um, really, the human connection, I feel like we must protect. Um, because there is no replacement for human connection and the emotions that come along with those things. Um, and, you know, you mentioned customer experience a couple of times there. Like one of the things that Living Seed loves to do, like we absolutely are brand ambassadors. We want to teach you to be a brand ambassador. We want to show you how to take your brand out into the community, how to highlight it on social media, how to use your brand inside your email marketing. But even down to your CSRs, I mention this all the time. Your CSRs have so much power that when I'm looking at into some of my clients and I'm like, why is there a 58% booking rate? Like there is a huge, that to me, like that would keep me up at night. Like what in the world is going on that I'm only able to book close, book into my system 58% of the calls that we're getting. And a lot of times it's a combination of issues, but a few times it's like um, there's just a disconnect in what makes a good CSR. Um, and just being a good person, because those are two different things. Um, being a, You can be a good person and do all types of jobs, but at the end of the day, a good CSR has to meet some generalized criteria. And I, and you might disagree with me. You see a lot more CSRs than I do. But I even think like dis- different personalities. I'm not sure that there's a specific personality profile that's going to be a successful CSR. I'm sure there are indicators um, using like a disc profile system or something like that, that people would be good to talk to other people. But I think you can have a shy, like a socially shy CSR that excels behind the phone or excels in online booking and things like that. But you know, it, it's the power of the CSR is so undervalued in a lot of people or or that is the position that people have chosen, contractors have chosen to be filled by someone that couldn't do anything else. Like their cousin, their sister, their wife, their their husband, whatever. They're the CSR. And I'm like, you know, this this position should not be taken lightly. Yeah. And I just, I think about that quite often because the customer experience begins and oftentimes ends with that customer service rep. Yeah. I think you said it right when 
when a CSR loves their job, when they love their job, I mean, yeah, we can get into dispersonality profiling or, or behavior right. profiling. Um, we like I's because they're super spunky and, and we, and we like S's because they're, you know, they, they love everyone and they want everybody to get along mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. doesn't matter if they have the right attitude and the right process, they're going to kill it. Yep. Um, and they're going to be irreplaceable. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Is there any one particular thing that you think contractors are surprisingly like they think it's a good idea what they're doing, but it's really not a good idea. Like maybe little innocent mistakes that we are making with our CSRs. Yeah. You know what came to mind and it's probably not exactly what you were looking for, but let me just tell you what came to mind. Okay. Uh, The funny thing about the CSR department is, is that generally speaking, they are the most neglected department Mm. in a a heating and cooling company. And it's and they're often the lowest paid. Yeah, it's such it's such a mistake. Um, and I think I think before this year, the the technician department was getting neglected as well. Let me come back to mm. that in just a mm. minute here. But let's talk about a CSR. What a CSR is capable of. Imagine a CSR that is so passionate about what they do that while they're on the phone with the customer, they notice that the system um, is is about twelve years old. And they say, hey, Mr. Jones, you know, you've gotten some great life out of your system. Have you ever considered replacing it? And funny thing, I mean, we usually leave it to technicians to do this, but a CSR can totally do this if they're looking at the notes. And, and if they care about their customer and the customer is calling in yet again to fix another part on that old system, isn't that great customer service to at least mention that? you know what, you've gotten some great life out of it. You ever consider replacing it and getting our comfort advisor busy instead of as opposed to sitting around in the shoulder season. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly um, right. Or if they're, if they're, Hey, Mr. Jones, I'm looking at your notes and you've called us a couple of times. Have you ever considered getting on a service agreement? Now, if they're proactively doing that on a regular basis, not only they are, not only are they affecting their own income, right. but they are I mean, booking the call. I mean, this, Booking the call is is a given. Our goal yes. is to create a, a wow experience for the for the customer. Our goal is to get to the point where by the time we hang up that that that, that phone with the customer, they're not calling anybody else. They're right. done shopping. Correct. Right. They have engaged and they are sold. Yeah, exactly. And so so the CSR has. You're right. The CSR has so much power, and if we can empower them. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed at how easy it is to take a call center and turn it into a profit center, meaning the most profitable department inside your heating and cooling company. If it is not currently the most profitable department inside your heating and cooling company, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Okay. Mm. You have a team of CSRs. They talk to most of the customers. Look, a, a technician talks to what? Four homeowners. Mm-hmm. A CSR talks to 30 customers a day. 30 customers yep. a day. They could be selling service agreements all day long. They could be cross-selling. If you do plumbing and heating and cooling, they could be cross-selling all day long. They could be hinting that you need to replace your unit all day long. And all we need to do is empower them. And if calls aren't coming in, we can train them to call out. Instead of them uh, you know, doing collections, instead of them doing, uh, oh, I don't know, accounting. Don't let them do those things. Instead of them reading their favorite novel, no. <laughs> 
Don't let watching them it, that. watching a Netflix series. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> if, if calls aren't coming in, you're calling out. That's your only job. Your job is to keep the dispatch board full. Okay. That's your job. Every customer that, that calls in by the time you're done, they're, they're not only booked, they are wowed and they are not calling anybody else. Technician doesn't want to be one of five bids. Trust me. I've, I've done so many ride, ride alongs with technicians. They do not want to do, they don't want to be one of five bids. Okay. Guess what? The homeowner doesn't want to have five bids either. They don't no. want to waste two and a half days of their lives trying to figure out who they're going to work with. No, they just want it fixed. And mm -hmm. so if you can help them believe that they've called the right place, like Sam, I am, mm -hmm. they're not calling anybody else. And you've won them. Like most of the time you've, the relationship has won the business. So maybe market them, brought them to call you, but the relationship is what's going to win the business and keep the business. And that's, what's important. Like, I mean, and I preach this a lot between, between lemon seed and our clients, like we're the front, we're before the phone rings, but literally you're after the phone rings. And so, you know, making the most of every single one of these leads, like having good CSRs does drive down the cost of your marketing because yeah. they are an extension of your brand. So how they speak, how they answer and their engagement levels. And, you know, I'll say this all the time. Like, are you, you know, you have, why do you only have a hundred membership members? Well, we're just not really good at selling it. And I'm like, who's not good at it? Well, the technicians, well, why are your CSRs not teeing that up at the beginning yes. of this? And some of this seems so simple, but it's just pulling the trigger, like not running your business by committee. So like, I'm not going to ask 17 people on my team if they think I should do something. So I might would um, listen to my team a little bit, like do a little bit of um recon if you will of like let me let me double check some things here but you know but at the end of the day you know make some decisions for your business that you know that are for the betterment of everyone one of those being like let loose on those membership agreements set aggressive goals incentivize your csr team incentivize your technicians make it feel like a team approach and you will grow your membership club if you don't have a membership club you're missing out as well like we can help with that there's other companies that can help with that but you have got to empower these csrs to to close business for you same thing like um i even think about them like on age of equipment which i kind of started out with that earlier like you know, we have a client, he's like 20 years old, his business is 20 years old. And I talked to him a couple of days ago and I said, man, we really need to launch, you know, uh, automated email campaigns around this age of equipment. And, and he was like, oh, you know, we really haven't been really good at collecting that. So, you know me, I'm like 20 years worth of customers and I can't even remarket to them very effectively. Wow. You know, like it, it to me, it's leaving so much money on the table. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it, and especially if I like, I'll try to get the, I try to get the contractor to get how can marketing and their CSR, like how can they all communicate? Cause I spend a lot of time too coaching on does your CSR should not be the last people to know about us, a, a promotion, yeah. you know? So I say this all the time. If, if you, so if someone calls and says, Hey, I got your postcard in the mail and your CSRs goes, you got a postcard from us. What does it say? Oh, no. Like, I would lose my whole mind. Um, and I've listened to calls before, and I'm like, this is not even a complex. This is an $89 tune-up. This is a water heater flush. And your CSR had zero idea of what it is, much less how to close it. Like, 
give them the power to answer the basic questions, inform them, do a little training, and it will pay dividends. It will, it will exponentially grow the performance of those campaigns when your CSRs are, when I, well, I call it healthy, meaning they feel encouraged, they feel coached, they feel like they're educated, and they're prepared to, to answer the phone, take care of the problem. And I'll tell you another thing, Brooke, and I know you may think it does, this does not exist anymore. I still have clients that put people on hold before they book a call. Wow. I know it makes me want to like kick down a cubicle. Like, yeah. like I will rip your phone out of the wall. <laughs> it makes me crazy. <laughs> Cause I'm like, how? Because they like, Hey, I was calling to see if y'all could, you know, I have a, my, my heat's not working and it, it's something's wrong with my thermostat. And like, well, hold on just a second. Why? What's the issue? What is the question? Are we going to service them? So yes, you might have to say, oh my gosh, we're full today. I can put you on my waiting list. But again, I've heard power selling pros like y'all will equip people with like, how do I get around when I need to reschedule or when I need to move a client to the next day? Those are not put you on hold situations. Put you on hold means I can't solve the problem. Yeah. And we are problem solvers. Yeah. Or you're uncomfortable. Yeah. You're uncomfortable on that phone call. Guess who else is uncomfortable? <laughs> yes. The client. Yeah. Well, and like, I'll see like uh, the other day I was listening and I was like, man, your Google local services is struggling. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it could be that you're only answering one out of every like six phone calls. And they're like, oh, well, we close the business. You know, we don't open till 830. And I'm like, why? Why are you keeping <laughs> phone phones till 830? And then we close for lunch from 1130 to one. I'm like, Stop why? It. And I'm like, so you think that air conditioners or plumber, you know, plumbing systems in your home just don't, no one calls in during those times. It's just bad business practices. Yeah. And um, it just blows my mind. And then they're like, I don't know. I'm like, my, my cost of acquisition is really high. And I'm like, well, friend, you're only answering and booking 50% of the things that are coming in. You're paying 50% more in marketing. Yeah. The lead count that you need. So anyway, I can get on my soapbox as you can. I love it. I love it. And and look, if, if you don't have time to answer the phones, get it. Get a night answering service. Yeah. <laughs> Find yourself a good night answering service to, to handle that. That that way, no no matter when the phone rings, you've got somebody that can be there to take care of the customer and book the call. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the last question I'll kind of ask you is, you know, what do you think about the ongoing training? So like I, I get this question a lot. So, hey, I need somebody to come in and train my CSR to get her ready to go. Tell me about, tell me like your philosophy. I mean, I understand that you offer the services, but you know, what is your philosophy on the ongoing training when a CSR has been with me two or three years? Like what else could I possibly be training on? Yeah. So getting just training for anything, it's, it's like a new year's resolution. Oh my gosh, this is the year I'm going to do it this time. Right. <laughs> There's a reason why you go to church on Sunday. There's a reason why you work out every day that the CSRs more than anybody in your, in your company need it. Mm -hmm. They need it. They need coaching one-on-one -on -one twice a month using their own phone calls. They need to be held accountable on a regular basis. Uh, they need to be able to gauge their own performance because they're listening to their own phone, phone calls. They have the ability to listen and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I didn't express empathy. I can't believe I, I didn't show the customer that I was listening. And then the coach has the ability to coach them through that and practice that with them on a regular basis. With ongoing um, coaching, they, they're being held accountable to perform extremely high level, not just today, not just tomorrow, not just two weeks from now, but forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cool thing about Power Sleep Pros is obviously we're, um, we take them through um, 
a, a bit of a university with, with four levels of certification, takes you about a year and a half to complete. Uh, in, some ta- in some cases, they, they pull back the coaching to once a month, and sometimes they just keep going, right, mm-hmm. um, indefinitely. And the reason why is because CSRs need that attention. And I'd say people in general need constant coaching, need mm-hmm. constant training. And quite frankly, a CSR manager is only one person. Yeah, It's really hard for that individual to do all of that. And they can, they can only, they can only too, normally the squeaky wheel gets the grease, like they're handling multiple things. Um, And I just want to reiterate something that you said, it just, it just kind of resonated really well with me. Like, you know, they'll complain about the coaching, right? Like, oh, they're going to make me look in the mirror and say, I can do it. Or they're going to make me do this or that. Well, it's the same thing like anything else. Sometimes you may not want to go to church that Sunday. Like you really could lay in the bed. You may not want to go work out. So what we've got to do is coach our CSRs to understand the importance. Why? So yes, it may not be your best day and you're probably going to get beat up here and there, you know, this phone call and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's just like those things that you just mentioned. It is, you know, you need to do it for your betterment and it stays top of mind. It's just like branding. It stays top of mind when I'm constantly thinking through and then being held accountable for my responses, my tone, especially those of you that are struggling with lack of empathy from a CSR. I mean, if you've never listened to your own phone calls, it will make you drink heavily. (laughs) <laughs> even if you love the Lord and I'm Baptist, I'm a Southern Baptist. So we're not supposed to be drinking anything, but let me tell you when we are, when you listen to phone calls or you watch video recordings of your team, it makes you kind of lose your mind. And so knowing that you have a vendor support team that is working on the diligence of keeping up with that on a consistent basis and your manager, those of you that have a CSR manager or front office manager or whatever you choose to call that person, um, knowing that they can rely on those reports to make broader and more oversee more oversight is is really a tool. So it's a it's a tool for consistency. And people even say that with lemon seed, they'll call me and say, "No, I need the weekly calls because I want to be held accountable for getting things done." And again, it's not always the funnest thing. And your your team is going to complain, like, Ugh, "You're going to make me get on there. It's so silly." But at the end of the day, you know it's for their good. It really is for the long term good. Um, And then maybe giving a break, you know, if people are going through like a really hard time or they're getting ready to have a baby or something like that, and you need to shift for a little bit to give them a little bit of a reprieve at the end of the day, do not take your foot off the gas with coaching. 100%. Just my thoughts there. So, (laughs) so, okay, Brigham. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. If someone wanted to get in touch with power selling pros or, you know, what had wanted to get more information about you guys, what's the best way to reach out to you guys? Yeah, so just go to powersellingpros.com. Uh, there you can schedule a free demo. Okay. And we'll go through and show you how our program works. And, and uh, if it's a fit, great. Um, but yeah, Power Selling Pros, click on the demo link and um, you can schedule a demo with us. And we, we can't wait to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, and then where can they buy your books? Go to brighamdickinson.com. So it's B-R-I-G-H-A-M. D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N.com. And you'll, you'll have access to all three of my books. 
Yeah, and we'll put links in the show notes the best we can and things like that. So listen, I am so passionate about this. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, I want one of Brigham's books, email us at hello at lemonseedmarketing.com and say, I heard it on the podcast and I want a book. Um, my podcast director, Rachel, will be watching for some of those and I'll maybe surprise some of you with your own copy of, of Brigham's book. Or if you see one of his other books, let me know. I would love to send you one. I love supporting people. And Brigham, thank you for what you've done for the industry um, and for what you have brought light to because I think honestly you've changed a lot of contractors the direction of their business and um, I want you to take some ownership of that and and I, I think there's a lot to that you're pretty humble about things which I love your energy like you bring a lot of energy which takes one to no one but um, I, I enjoy that side of, of the passion behind these CSRs and so uh, guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of From the Yellow Chair if Limency can ever do anything for you guys please let us know we would love to work with you and help you you realize your full brand potential for who your company can really be and I'd love to connect you with Brigham and his team at Power Selling Pros. So thank you so much for sipping lemonade with us this afternoon. Have a great day.